previously on the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Some of the issues that modern men face, friendship networks, their ability to network and create leverage in order to maximize their dating, financial and social lives. Men's social networks have shrunk massively and continue to shrink. Followed one average man through his day through a city, it would come down to how many people that he's actually touching base with. Maybe half a dozen in terms of service staff saying thank you. Their work-life interactions, which for many people these days means being alone in your room or in your home office, interacting with people only in the virtual sense. And then their social networks, to be blunt, suck. Millennials, Zoomers are struggling awfully when it comes to being able to hold together or create Uh, strong bonds with other men. And this is extraordinarily important, although we are often sold or insinuated the lie that it is not important. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. Which brings me to the, you know, the solution part reason I wanted to bring this up in this way was as a bit of a wake-up call to you right now for some guys okay those statistics that I listed that's not 100% of of men and no doubt and I I mean I I see it all the time there are plenty of of men who do actively or because they were lucky and they were kind of given it build really solid uh, friendship circles within men that back each other up in the long term but for, for many, many men, that is not the case. And I want you to be really clear why that is an important thing. Because it could be argued or, or it can be experienced that like, yeah, well, so what? Okay, so like, do I need 10 or 15 like close bros that I'm hanging around with all the time? I'm an introvert. I don't really want to go out with 10 guys all the time. So when I even say it like that, I just imagine a lacrosse team of everyone like, bro. And I'm like, I don't want to hang out with those 10 dudes. And they wouldn't want to hang out with me. But it's not, that's not what we're looking at because it's not, a, it's not about being part of a, uh, a clique where you have to conform in a particular way and do things in a certain way in order to be part of a cool group. Although it is really important to understand that you as a singular homo sapien is pretty useless by yourself. Now, because of, I mean, yeah, like at any other point in history, you just threw one person out by themselves in the wild, they'd be dead in days. Even if they were great, a great hunter and a great tracker, they wouldn't be lasting very long because they, they have to sleep at some point and you, you can only do what you can do with your own personal resources. And there is kind of a myth of the great man of history or, the, or, the, or like the individual striving, achieving, and then you know becoming a great success or a leader or, or whatever, a king in some sense, and the and the the narrative can easily be misconstrued as they did it themselves, right? Like, I mean, Alexander the Great conquered half the world. No, he didn't. He and his thousands of spear wielding Macedonians did. You, you might think that I created this this business and became successful all by myself. No, I didn't. I did this bit, the talking and the teaching and the you know passing on the knowledge part. But there has been, there is still you know, a large group of people behind the scenes who I trust and have faith in and we trade resources in order to make this happen and there always has been. I couldn't have done it by myself. And there is there is a bit of a myth in the in the modern hustle culture, four-hour work week, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, success models, where it doesn't, I've never seen anyone, not Gary Vee, not Tim Ferriss, not any of those guys ever talk about 
how you need other people, like the, the collaborative aspects of this, the tribal creativity that goes into creating something truly successful. The people that are able to do it all on their laptop and outsource everything to a faceless drone in Pakistan or whatever is very rare. Almost all men that I know that are successful in business, in seduction, in having excellent lifestyles, in having lots of fun and being invited to all the cool stuff, they do it in conjunction with a crew, right? And that crew tends to be five to 10 men and women. Like, I mean, you can, you can totally throw, and it's great too, if you can have like five, six really close bros and one or two awesome women that, that are part of that crew where, where no one's trying to have sex with them, your proper friends, you've all friends owned each other and she's your female bro, then yes, this adds, a, adds another excellent element to it, especially when it comes to attracting other women because women tend to look at groups where there are attractive women in them and go, okay, safe, fun, should be hanging out with those guys as opposed to the, you know, those six guys in the corner staring at me. So the point being that if you, if you want to actually have real sustainable success, sure, if you're one of the lucky few who manages to fill around with crypto or do your online drop shipping or you're extraordinarily good at online game and you just kind of farm girls in through your online game and you, you manage to make a fortune all by yourself. Awesome. Good luck to you. You know, there are people out there to whom that is possible, but that is in the minority and it is by no means, in my opinion, the most effective or fun way to do things. Men need collaborators. They need a tribe around them in order to amplify their results, to, to create multiples of their results. Because if you have a good social group, there is certainly good and toxic and stagnant types of social groups, right? So you may find just that you do have your tribal unit, but what are the problems with it? It's homogenous, right? First problem, which is common, is that you're all the same. Now, that would have worked back in the day when being the same was being warriors and being farmers and you all were collaborating to do the same thing and so was everyone else in every other tribe. But these days, there are infinite levels of social hierarchies and of essentially tribal villages operating within the same space, right? So, you know, in this city here, there's a million-ish people and there are, I don't know, tens of thousands of small tribal units that are succeeding or failing at various different levels. There are six guys down the road there who are all introverted, who are all involved in computer science in some kind of way. They're, all their recreation is they go to the gym and they play LAN video games, sorry. And they have their, you know, a few other subsidiary friends from like the, the odd interest that they're into. And one of them has a girlfriend because he met her in class and that's it, right? That's, that's not an uncommon kind of social grouping. Now you could take out one element, replace land parties with fucking CrossFit or whatever else, but the situation remains the same, which is that this social circle is kind of stagnant. It's not bad necessarily. The, the people might be really good friends to each other and might be really, yeah, I mean, may create a lot of nourishment emotionally and feeling like you have camaraderie. But in terms of having effect in the world, the effect is very minimal. And this is like, I would say the two primary reasons why you should be thinking about this and taking action on it in the sense that you should be working on building new, solid and diversified social circles is because without it, you are reliant solely on your own effort. And particularly in things like seduction or business, what that means is it's kind of like I'm working for a wage. I stop working, I stop getting paid. 
In seduction, I go out, cold approach by myself, which is an incredibly important and invaluable skill. It means that you don't need to rely on having people or bling or, or status around you. And it, and it means that you can multiply the effects of those things by drawing people into your social world, but it must be learned. Okay, but if we only do that and we somehow go out, pick up girls, come back to our American psycho apartment, and we, we only hang out with these few guys, basically kind of killing time together and repeating ritualized uh, bonding experiences, right? Which is good in some stages for men, which are things like, okay, playing video games together or taking drugs or going out and chasing girls or playing sport together or whatever. But when we have, and, and so some of these things, these repetitious kind of rituals that reaffirm our, our group status can be awesome because they might be part of a group where that involves physical fitness, socializing, succeeding in, in business, and also succeeding emotionally, right? So let's not forget that success as a man is not just about hustle, money, pussy. It's also about feeling good. It's about feeling seen and heard. And most men don't experience a lot of praise in their life for being them, right? They, they, may, they may receive praise for their actions and that's, and that's primarily where they'll receive praise if, if they get any, any at all. And so this leads men to chase the pursuit of outward success in order to feel validated. But we need other types of emotional nourishment than that. And we ideally, we need to be within a core social group that emotionally supports us as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we come and act as therapists and cry every time we meet with each other, but it may well include that at, at points. It will include being able to bolster and the, the self-esteem of your collaborators. You know, telling your guy that he's so money and that he's got this and, you've, and that you've got his back and also commiserating with him and helping him to vent and express himself when life is not good and when he's eating shit in some kind of way. These are, these are the parts of the emotional structures which will ma you know, maintain your ability to, to thrive and succeed throughout life because I've, I can promise you that only external success will not do that. I've worked with enough one percenters, millionaires and more who don't have solid social structures and don't feel loved and accepted and they don't like their lives, no matter how much money they have. So when, when you're looking, when you know, when you're looking at your time that you have to allocate and how you're trying to be most effective in life, it's understandable and fairly obvious to go for the achievements and particularly the ones that it's like, uh, if I do this, it will lead to this. Of course, we need to be able to do this. We need to have self-responsibility. We can't rely on someone else or our crew saving us or doing life for us. But if we are only following this individualist self-reliance ethos, then we're going to actually be far less effective and we're not going to experience the nourishment and the power and the support of having a good tribal unit around us. Now, I've talked about before, and I'll probably talk about in some other videos, the way that, you know, toxic dominance hierarchies or toxic male social circles can occur and are also very common. If you're looking to work on lifestyle design, which is essentially consciously choosing the type of lived experience that you have through the social networks, through your career, through your sexual pursuits, and how that all ties together with your own personal philosophy, if you want to do this, then you will need to start taking stock of your current social world, honestly, brutally, pulling it apart and looking at it and going, huh, these are my friends. It's one, two, three, four guys 
And what are the characteristics of this group? Is it all of those positive things that I talked about? In which case, awesome. Okay, you can work from that and you can expand from that. But for, you know, for most men, based on the statistics, based on, you know, the anecdotal evidence that I'm seeing all around me, men mostly are not in these situations. If they have social circles, they may be toxic. And in that, by that, I mean that they are tearing each other down or people are vying for the attention of the of the alpha or the top person within the group or the top person within the group. It's within their interest to keep everyone small in some kind of way because it maintains their status quo, right? So if you're in a social group where people are teasing each other all the time, criticizing each other all the time, backstabbing each other, stealing girls, not paying back money, uh, going behind each other's backs, okay, or any combination of those kinds of things, then this social circle is a net negative to you. It's, it's causing you more damage than actually having none at all. And there may well be a point, I've had to do this a couple of times in my life, where I recognize that if I want to have a tribe around me who's got my back and wants to live the type of life or something similar that I want to live, which is an awesome one, then I'll need to cut off or move away from or fade out on my, my previous village and go and pull together another one, which is one of the awesome benefits of this time and place. The fact that we do, most of us live in huge cities where more or less there are not infinite, but like, you know, huge numbers of possibilities of humans who would want to connect. And these stats don't lie. Like, you know, if you're feeling this way, you're not the only one. <laughs> you know, it's like 85%-ish of uh, men today say they don't have any real close friends. Well, you know, we're all looking for each other in some kind of way, right? And, and particularly guys who've come to this channel because you watch this channel because you want to change and grow. I presume it's not just to hear me talking about historical anecdotes and the occasional dry joke that I wedge in there. And if it is, okay, I hope you enjoy it. But for the most part, you're coming here because you are one of those small percentage of men who've recognized some kind of unsettled sensation in your life, right? You have a, a feeling that things are not okay, that life could be better, that it could be more vibrant, that what modern life is giving you in terms of the junk food version of, of humanity isn't nourishing you, right? You can only jerk off so many times to an OnlyFans girl or chat to some stranger on the other side of the world arguing about politics or agreeing on politics or whatever it is for so long before you have this sense of yearning, of emptiness. And what does that do over time that slowly composts into loneliness, isolation, bitterness, cynicism. And these are not good traits, right? Like, I mean, having a little bit of cynicism or a little bit of skepticism, let's say, in life is, is appropriate because there's a lot of bullshit and we can't believe everything anyone says. But if you allow this, this gradual wasting, atrophying of your social world, which is kind of what it's naturally likely to do, then you are fairly likely to end up in that kind of position. And what do people do from positions of desperation or loneliness or isolation? They grab onto whatever that they can that's around them. Because, you know, it's like you often hear this from dating coaches, don't be needy. It's hard to be needy when you need, when you have needs, right? When you don't have your needs met, it's, you, you, can, you can act like you're not needy, but you are actually, right? Because we need, right? It's, it's unlikely you're going to be able to turn your heart to stone and become some absolute stoic who doesn't, doesn't need people at all. For some people, that kind of might work, but I still feel like that's numbing your, yourself to 
important aspects of, of being human and, and being you know, connected to other people. Most part, we do need, and so therefore we will be needy until our needs are met. But when, you, when you've calcified into this over years and possibly decades where your social world is so tiny, where your self-esteem has collapsed, where you're afraid to step out and start again, what happens is you will latch onto whatever you can. And for men, that typically means latching onto a woman and no woman who, is, who has got high self-esteem, who is in high demand, who feels good about herself, wants to be with a needy man. Some do. And who are they? Needy women or codependent women or, or a woman who sees that she can manipulate this man because he has so little options that he's willing to do whatever it takes to keep her around. So often, you know, that loneliness either doesn't resolve and then men spend weeks, months, years alone, more or less, or they end up in relationships because they have to, essentially. It's like, I don't really have a choice. It's either her or alone, so I'll take her. And it's never going to be a good idea to be in a relationship out of scarcity and neediness because inevitably you will be compromising. And the idea, like the myth that when you find the girl of, of any quality really, but like you find a, a girlfriend that she's going to fix things for you is not the case because she's a human with her own issues. She has her own needs for community, for intimacy and so on. And if both of you are fractured and, and lonely and needy, then you're just going to end up turning each other's lives into a codependent mess, most likely. So what's to be done about this? Well, the first thing that I recommend that you do is sit down and take a stock take of your current social world. Now, this is something that I do in the Lifestyle Design Academy as one of the first exercises that we do is to create basically an, an autopsy of, of where is your social world? How does, how does it operate? Who exists within your inner circle? So this is your, your blood relations and, of course, your core tribal unit that we've been talking about. Who are the people that are on the periphery of that? We'd say call them the contenders or uh, collab potential collaborators. Who do you have access to that you haven't yet brought into your social network? And then what is the white noise? And so much of what you experience socially is white noise. This is all the, the followers that you have on social media. This is the, the comment wars that you get into or the Twitter spats or the chatting on Discord servers or whatever. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not discounting that completely. People create communities of like minds with people who are in different locations and sometimes they meet up and, and create friendships out of that. That's cool. But the tendency does tend to be because of the, the technology essentially that we tend to go more towards isolation. So the first thing you want to do is do this stock take and see, okay, what does your social grouping look like now? Are these early, I mean, do you have any? Because as we've said, you know, 20 plus percent of young guys don't perceive that they have any close friends at all. And this is a real problem. You're going to go, you are going to need to go out and get some. You're going to have to get some friends, close friends, collaborators, because remember that this is about multiplying your effects. What you can do alone is not comparable to what you can do with a dynamic social group because you back up each, each other's weaknesses. You have different networks. You have different skill sets. You can collaborate on business ventures, on putting parties on together, on going out and chasing girls together, on becoming fit together, on you know any, any of the lifestyle goals that you have can be done with other men, particularly far more effectively than you can do alone. 
once you under once you kind of accept that fact and understand it, well, then you have to start operating and, and maneuvering to improve your social world. Otherwise, you're going to sit in whatever it is that you already have. You already know what the benefits are of that for whatever they are, and you can predict where it's going to go. You know, if your life plan is stay where I am and hope that fate delivers me a hot girl and a great job and a fun life, then you're fucked. Seriously. Because that's it doesn't work like that. And it doesn't work by trying to just manifest it either by, you know, thinking about the secret or, you know, having positive ways of thinking. It is the nuts and bolts of going, finding other collaborators, starting to do deals with them. And this is what we... We work on a lot in the LDA in terms of an understanding of seductive economy. As I said earlier, the guy you stand next to at the bar or the guy that you chat to sometimes online is not your friend. It's someone you're killing time with. You only become real friends, real tribe members, when you invest in each other, you take risks on each other, and you work to create something where both of you benefit. And sometimes both of you lose, and that can be part of the, the bonding experience, actually, if you both try to put on a mad party and only two dudes turn up and one not hot chick and you're like, that party sucked. Oh, well, we'll commiserate on that and figure out how we can make it better next time. But your successes are going to be multiplied if you have the right people around you. As I said before, maybe you don't have the right people around you on some metrics. They may be great friends, but they don't want to go out and meet girls. You know, they may be, you know, loving, supportive brothers, but they're happy to stay in their small social bubble and they, they don't want anything else or they're not willing to take the risks, mostly emotional risks, to go out and improve their life. Cool, you may need to then start fading away from those people and start constructing other social networks. This doesn't happen instantly and it's, some, it's something that can feel a bit demoralizing if you're starting kind of from scratch in a new city or starting to branch out into new social worlds. You will have false starts you will have people not willing to or wanting to accept you into your social grouping. You may not have enough of what we would call seductive economy currencies in the sense that you don't necessarily have enough to offer to be included in certain social groups. And so you may need to improve yourself or you need to, may need to create smaller scale proto versions of your ideal life before you move into your ideal life. When you're really, you know, when you're in your teenage years and high school and college, you bump into people, people are, uh, young and open-minded and they're ex exploring and expansive. And so people want to socialize and connect more than they do when they, you know, hit the workforce or life starts to, you know, grind them down or they get older. So, you know, there might be this initial blossoming of it. But as I said before, this tends to naturally atrophy over time. Most men that come to me in their 30s or 40s to train with me, which is most of them are in those age ranges, have found themselves in positions where their lives have boiled down to their three workout buddies uh, that, that one ex-girlfriend that they're still in contact with their family and the people they interact with at work. And that's it. That's it. And that will remain it. And probably people will drop off gradually over time until, I mean, where does that end? E either you find yourself a woman and start a family so you can breed your own social network, which has its, uh, you know, pluses and negatives, or you end up as a lonely old man, which is not good either. So, you do need to take strategic hold of this in the same way that you need to be strategic about learning seduction or getting effective in business or becoming, you know, fitter and stronger and so on. Right. So one of the hard things initially with creating excellent social circles is where do I find the right types of people? Because as we said, many people want or accept mediocre. Many people just slot into the groove of what their life and their society has allocated to them. They find out ways to survive. Uh, and then they sit there 
for maybe the rest of their life. You're not one of those guys. You're on this channel. You're someone who wants to live an extraordinary life. So you're going to need to start applying extraordinary methods that are not, you know, not extraordinarily complex, but they require you to be strategic and to build them over months. And, you know, it takes some months up to a year to, to build an excellent social circle, but that's not much time in the grand scheme of things when most people spend decades getting worse and worse social circles and worse and worse social effects and eventually feeling isolated and lonely. Right? Like I'm not, again, I'm not someone who's saying we should go back to the village uh, and that everything would be fine then. There are incredible advantages. You have infinite choice. You can create any variety of type of lifestyle that you wish. You can, you know, meet and collaborate with people from all over your city, all over your country and all over the world uh, and actually have real world effects. Right? So the multiplication potential of what, what you have is like no other time in history. And we have all these other downsides or cons that we have to deal with, the tendency to atrophy, the tendency to isolate, the tendency for it all to be digital. But those things are not absolute realities. We can, we can maneuver with them, we can take the best of them, and then we can work out how to create real bonds with real human beings that are going to benefit us in the long term. So if you stay tuned for quite a few more videos around these topics of lifestyle design, of social circle creation, of really maximizing your effects in the world with the resources that you have. And that's all I have time for you today, gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that. This is James Marshall signing off and we'll see you in the next video. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.